Hi, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I am your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or re-watching once a week. This episode is going to be a hodgepodge, general, what I've been watching, thoughts on shows I've been watching. Um, I do have a deep dive planned of Ginny and Georgia, but I did not get through of Ginny and Georgia season two. I did not get through it this past week. Um, work has just been busy. I do have a full-time job. (laughs) Um, this podcast is a hobby for me, (laughs) but, um, so I just, I haven't had time to re-watch all of it and I want to re-watch all of it and take notes for the deep dives because I can't just do that like off the top of my head. And when I do a deep dive, I like to have notes prepared because I could just talk about my general thoughts on season two, but I already did that a couple episodes ago. So anyways, that will be episode 25. Now that I have that out of the way, because I've been talking about my Ginny and Georgia deep dive and how that's coming for like ever now. And I just needed to address it, but I will be doing it soon, especially because who knows if Netflix is, um, when Netflix is getting rid of password sharing, I use my parents' account and I do not live in the same state as them. So I don't really know, though, because I've seen conflicting news. So that stuff about the 31 days checking into your home Wi-Fi might not be totally accurate. I don't really know. Um, but regardless, if they're getting rid of password sharing, I don't want to pay for my own Netflix. I will have a Ginny and Georgia deep dive coming up. Episode 25. Um If you like this episode or any others that you have listened to from me, um, please make sure to give me a good review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this with a friend. Anything. The sharing really helps if you share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to more than one, it means so much to me. This is a little passion project I have for myself. Yeah, I put a lot of time and effort into these episodes. The editing specifically takes me a lot of time. But for the deep dives, I do. It's a big time commitment. I, I, I rewatch things and I take notes. And it's really fun for me, but I do put a lot of effort into these. This one is going to be more casual, just thoughts on stuff I've been watching lately and stuff like that, which is mostly what this podcast is for. I think I like doing the deep dives a lot. They make, they, they feel really like rewarding for me. And I like the structure of like going episode by episode and then giving my thoughts and all of that. And I do think I want to keep doing that, but I, I don't think I could handle doing two in a row. And my last episode was in um, that 90s show deep dive. So I think next week will be Ginny and Georgia season two. Uh, episode 26 will, I think, be with my friends. I don't, I, I have some friends coming to visit me, so they might, that might be episode 26. Um, but regardless, I'm going to try to do a deep dive every other episode, maybe every like few episodes. Um, the Ginny and Georgia one will be next episode because I'm already like, I've already started. I have notes on a couple episodes. I just didn't get through all 10 because it's been a busy work week. Now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, um, the first thing I want to talk about is The Bachelor. I touched on the premiere in the last episode before I got to the my thoughts on that 90s show. And episode two was this Monday. I'm recording this on a Thursday. I have so many thoughts on episode two. First of all, 
I love when they're all moving into the mansion. They're all so excited. They show them all around the mansion. I was living for that little scene, part of the episode, whatever you want to call it, because I toured the Bachelor, not toured, but I, I went to the Bachelor Mansion in July because they were having an estate sale. And it got on some Bachelor Reddit or something, and my sister sent it to me um, because one of the Bachelor news Instagrams or something that she follows um, covered it or mentioned it, and she was like, you should go. And she sent it to me on, like, a Saturday, and Sunday was the last day, and I was like, I'll go before work. This is perfect. So I went, and I bought, like, a mug and an old book, but there was not a ton left in (laughs) The estate sale, because it was the last day and most of the stuff was really expensive, I also did not get cash beforehand because I decided, I like considered it, but then I I didn't want to leave too late because I didn't know if I was going to get traffic and I just didn't have time to go to an ATM and I had like $17 on me. So I was like, awesome, I won't spend more than $17. So I bought an old book and a mug. Neither are particularly... Like, there's no way of knowing that it's from the Bachelor Mansion, but it it makes me really happy anytime I use that mug. But honestly, more than the buying aspect of it, actually, like, walking around the entire Bachelor Mansion, because you could, like, go up through the whole house because it was an estate sale. So there was, like, upstairs, there was, like, more furniture and sheets they were selling. Like, I saw the whole thing. I, like, I toured the entire, not, I went through the entire mansion, um, and it was really fun. There, there was, like, a, a mix of people. There were people who were there solely for the estate sale, like, probably did not care at all that it was the bachelor mansion. And then there were some people who were very clearly, like, there because it was the bachelor mansion i literally talked to um i talked to a woman and her husband who were like bachelor fans and it was it was a fun experience but anyways all of that to say that i felt very like i really understood where the women were coming from because they were so excited and it i was so excited because i was like i've actually been there now like i don't know it's it's a very w- weird experience as somebody who has been watching The Bachelor for like a while now to have been there and now like watching it like I don't know seeing this place I've seen on TV so many times in person and then after I've seen it in person seeing it on TV again it's just it's such a cool experience it's such a cool experience um and night one it didn't because I went during the day so it's like the bachelor mansion looks kind of different at night but they're like fully they were just there like touring the house they sat in the bathtub I'm like I've been here it's so weird um but really cool and I understood the why they were so excited like the bachelor mansion isn't like the most gorgeous stunning beautiful like house in the world don't get me wrong I could never afford a house like that I'm not hating on the bachelor mansion but I, I just think there is something so cool about the bachelor mansion it, it's just it's not just another house you know it's the bachelor mansion people have like you know met their future partners maybe like two people but still it's crazy um so I really related to that another thing that I've been thinking a lot about in terms of The Bachelor and this season is that if you don't follow like spoiler websites or like uh, like keep up with anything like that which I I am unspoiled but I have heard this through another source 
um, because my favorite Bachelor podcast, Game of Roses, they wrote a book called How to Win the Bachelor. I did read it. It's great. You should all you should all check it out if you like The Bachelor. Even if you have no intention of going on the show ever, it's a really interesting read if you care about the history of The Bachelor. Um, because they break things down like statistically, different kind of entrances, different kind of players, like the mechanics of the game. It's just a really fun, funny read too. Like I laughed multiple times reading it. Um, and it's, it's just fascinating. They put so much time into it and I do really recommend it if you're interested in The Bachelor. As somebody who watches it like it's a professional sport, the book was fascinating and wonderful, and I really recommend it. I love Game of Roses. But anyways, it has been reported that somebody, one of the contestants, was caught reading the book. And so I've I've been keeping that in mind and the back of my mind watching all of it. And this is the first season that um, of The Bachelor that the book will have been out for, for them filming because it came out last January. They filmed the last Bachelor, Clayton's. They filmed that at the end of 2021. So the book hadn't come out yet. And um, then the, the Bachelorette season they did. But I, The Bachelorette has slightly different... It's like slightly different. And this is the first Bachelor season where... And I, I don't know, but I feel like it'd be interesting if they wrote... Uh, how to win the bachelorette and it was kind of like how it's different for the men and the women because a lot of the the like all of the statistics they gave were based on the bachelor not the bachelorette because it's just it's had a different history like the first impression rose in the bachelor has had a different like success rate than the bachelorette more people who have gotten the more like men on the bachelorette who have gotten the first impression rose have ended up with the lead than the women who have gotten the first impression rose even though the bachelorette's been on like less time the first impression rose has a higher meaning significance if you will on the bachelorette there was like a streak going from like a lot of the seasons i watched i think my first season of the bachelor franchise ever was caitlin bristow's and i know i think her season onward up until hannah brown the person who got the first impression rose was the final rose as well so that was like the women had better intuitions than all of that so like it does have different statistics and probably mechanics in certain ways um like the dynamic is is different in certain ways and I personally like The Bachelor better because I think I don't know I find it more interesting watching a bunch of women compete but anyways I have been very like I've been watching the show being like I wonder who has read the book I feel like that's something that I'd be wondering anyway I'd be like "Hmm, maybe they read the book or like because I think the lexicon of Game of Roses and the whole thing they've like been creating the way they've been talking about The Bachelor. I think it's really become more popular and like talked about even from when I started listening to Game of Roses. And I think it's so funny because my sister was trying to get me to listen to it forever. And I was like, I just don't have the time. Like, I'm sure it's a great podcast. And as soon as I started listening to it, like it changed the way that I watched The Bachelor franchise and it's made it so much more engaging and interesting and fun. 
And um, and I, I love it. I really recommend listening to Kim of Roses if you watch The Bachelor because I think I always was fascinated by The Bachelor in a way that I didn't really understand why. And I think when like hearing them talk about it, like opened something in my brain about like why I'm so fascinated by it and how I can watch it more analytically and critically and not so much as like a guilty pleasure or like cheap reality TV, because I I think it's so much more than that. Like, does it have its like, like weird, like fucked up, cheesy, like roll your eyes. This is so fake moments. Yeah. But I think it it's just it's such a fascinating franchise and i just i love the bachelor so i i've been really enjoying this season i have to say i wasn't the biggest fan of zach not like i was against zach i wasn't like a zach hater but i wasn't a fan of him like i i didn't feel like i knew him and i honestly feel like i probably would have felt that way about any bachelor pick from rachel and gabby's season i feel like maybe even i would have been more like intrigued by because i feel like he'd be a little bit different you know even like i don't know zach to me felt like okay we have a, a another cookie cutter boring bachelor and i don't know if necessarily i feel like he has like a different side to him or anything like that has come up in the first two episodes but i do i am starting to grow fond of him like i watch it and i i enjoy it i enjoy him i i enjoy the whole dynamic i really appreciated christina mandrell I know I called her Mandrelli in the last episode. So sorry, Christina and your famous family. Please don't hate me. I know you were in a Taylor Swift music video and I, I love that for you. But I really liked when she opened up about being a mom. I really appreciated his reaction and how like it was so real. I think like the thing that I wish sometimes could be more possible on reality TV is I don't know. that things would be more authentic and like not something I've seen before and I feel like that was a very genuine human reaction from Zach as a 26 year old it's one thing to know you want to have a family and like start a family and you're ready to get married and it's another thing to on your first date with somebody you're starting to get to know find out that they already have a kid it it adds a different dynamic and as much as you want to be a father the process of like right now he's only on step one he's trying to find somebody to marry you know it, it's just completely different even if you know that's where you want your life to be to immediately like sign on to being a stepdad it's just a whole different ball game ball game and i appreciate how I appreciated how he reacted to it and how he handled the whole situation. Um, Brianna, the contestant who won America's First Impression Rose, her fall from grace or her devil, like devolving, whatever you want to call it, her like, it, it made me so sad. I was so frustrated. And apparently there's more to the story. Like apparently a lot more people were rude to her. Like obviously we're only seeing what they show us. And it's cut together and we like I don't really know something I think about always when I'm watching the show is like yeah there are probably so many other factors and the producers are trying to mess with you or they poke things and they make it worse but I just I feel like sometimes I wish and I feel like it's easier said than done like don't get me wrong I think if I was a contestant I wouldn't necessarily be the best at this 
But sometimes as a viewer, I wish I could be like, no, the producers are messing with you. Like, you don't understand. Like, I, um, the first time I ever heard of Game of Roses, or the first, I, my sister had mentioned it, but I, the first introduction I had to Game of Roses was when they went on Chatty Broads and they broke down Becca from REC's and Becca M's. Um, Becca Martinez, love her such a, I love Becca Martinez. Her app used to be, what's your sign? I was like, she is my queen. I love her. And I, I still love her. She's like one of my, my favorite follows on social media. But anyways, um, I really, they were breaking down her gameplay on chatty broads. And I remember at some point, like the way she talked about it, about being like, uh, that she would go to the other contestants and she'd be like, no, you don't get it. Like they're trying to get in our heads. Like they're trying to, to mess with us. I just wish more contestants had the presence of mind or like, I don't know what the phrase is, like the consciousness to be like, they're messing with me or like, this isn't like, it's like, you know, like it's the environment. I wish people, I, I wish more contestants would do that because it's so frustrating to watch when I'm like, I know, like, it, it it's such a mind fuck of an environment when you're, like, competing for one guy and you're cut off from the outside world and, like, all these women that you don't know. Like, it, it must be so, like, it's it's an extremely weird environment. And for Brianna to probably have that doubt of, like, America gave me this rose like he doesn't even like me like I get where she's coming from because I feel like on some level I would feel the same way I'd be like he doesn't even like me like this is like like a stupid rose and the women probably don't like me because of it like I understand the mindset she's getting in um but I feel like there is there's a way to to look at it and be like America gave me this rose that's a foot in the door a third of the contestants go home night one. Like she had that in the bag already. So, and her getting America's first impression rose probably means that the producers like her, like they're not going to send her home immediately. It's not like a ticket to like, to have like an extremely deep run necessarily. Like maybe you won't make it to hometowns with America's first impression rose alone, but it's, it's a foot in the door. And I just, I wish, and I don't know, we'll see she stayed, but they gave her the last rose. And I just, I feel like they're setting her up to have some kind of drama and then go home because of it. And it's really frustrating to watch because it's like, you had that foot in the door. Like you were there. You, you had, I I feel like so many of the people who like go home night one, it's just because you didn't have a foot in the door. You know, you had that rose, that's like not the most important rose, but it's a very crucial rose because a third of the people go home the first night. Like you got that rose. You knew you were guaranteed. You should have just gone in, chilled out the first night, been nice to everybody. Like I would have, if I was Brianna, gone into it, tried to just get to know everybody. I would have been like, I'm really grateful I have this rose, but like, we'll see if Zach even likes me. I'm excited to be here. Like, and I don't know how she was acting. Obviously we did, we saw it bits and pieces but I would have just gone in being so gracious and so like interested in getting to know the women and like very I don't know I would have come across like not competitive or like like the first night because I already had that rose you know I don't have anything to compete for off the bat I'd go in I'd be like 
very gracious, very friendly, wanting to get to know the women. If I got time with Zach, that would be great. I want him to know that I'm interested in him, but um, I'm grateful that I don't have to worry about that right now. Like I would just try to not freak out. I feel like I'd try to be like, keep to myself the first night. And then I like, I don't know. I, I would be so gracious and I'd be like, guys, I got this rose, but there were four of us. Like it wasn't like America knew everybody in the cast. Just because I got this rose, it doesn't mean that anything's set in stone. Like, I would just be so gracious, so, like, appreciative, but so not threatening to them. I'd be like, I'm not a threat to you, you know? Like, we have the whole season. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. And again, I don't know what she's like, and it's easier said than done. Like, if, if it's true that she went into the environment and multiple women were, like, blocking her from talking to Zach, like, that is upsetting and, and stressful. And I, I really, I don't know the whole story, but it really frustrated me to see her I don't know get so in her head and then the thing that I really just wish she hadn't done was gone to Zach and be like some people have been mean to me and then because the one example she used was someone saying and she didn't name Christina which I'm grateful she didn't because you should never tattle especially not that early in the season but it's just like the example of somebody being mean to you is like, like, I just don't think personally that the drama, any drama (laughs) should be brought to the lead's attention unless it's like impacting a lot of people or if it's something like very negative, like very offensive that somebody said to me, like if, like if somebody said something truly horrendous, like a name, like calling you a name or like, like there, there are things that I feel like maybe should be brought to the lead's attention. I don't think I would ever do it. I would just maybe hope somebody else does it if, if they said it to me and then I'd confirm it or whatever. But I like, I, I just think if there's interpersonal conflict with, with another woman, especially if it's something she said where she was like, I hate you. Ha ha. I'm kidding. Like that would hurt my feelings too, but I just don't feel like it's Zach's business. I am just also somebody in my day-to-day life. And I like would hope this this would transfer to reality television if I were to ever be on reality TV, but I don't think I would is I am somebody who I don't like complaining about something that happened with somebody else to like somebody else, you know, like, I don't like if I have beef with like person a, I don't really like going to person B and being like, oh my God, can you believe what person A said to me? Yada, yada, yada. Like to me, that just feels like shit talking. And I think there's a difference if like somebody says something to me and I have an interaction and we like talk it out and I need to like vent to somebody or like there have been moments in my life where like I have conflict with somebody and I go to my sister and I'm like, this is what happened. I try to be as objective as possible when I describe it. And I'm like, do you think like, please let me like, I like I need advice on how to handle the situation. I feel like that's a little bit different. You know, if I was like going to somebody being like, I want to resolve this with somebody else, but I want perspective. I want somebody else's perspective on the situation. And I want to know if I'm overreacting or if I'm coming at this from an emotional place or, and a lot of the times now I'm in consistent therapy. I'm in weekly therapy. So a lot of the times if something like this were to come up, I would just talk about it in therapy. I'd be like, this is what happened. Like I genuinely, I want to know how to maybe address this issue or if it comes up in the future, like things like that. I feel like it's different to ask for advice than go like go to somebody else about conflict that you have because it's like what is Zach gonna do 
Like, I I would just be very uncomfortable if I was a contestant on the show having, like, the lead, like, be a mediator in conflicts I had with somebody else. Like, what is he going to do? Like, he's not my therapist. He's not, like, a mediator. I, I, I don't know. The only intention or goal to me, like, that comes across to me when people tattle is, like, the the goal is to get that person kicked off of the show. It's not to resolve the conflict. And I just don't, I don't, I don't perceive myself doing that. I don't want somebody to get kicked off of the show. Again, unless they're being like a literal terror, like they're calling everybody names, they're being like, like there, there are, you know, situations. But I just feel like if somebody makes an offhanded remark, and I'm a very sensitive person, I more often than not, like I am not somebody who like, there are people who like, tease each other to flirt or like if you're friends with each other you can make fun of each other I am not somebody who really makes fun of my friends as a way to tease um and when I do honestly I'm immediately like I'm sorry that was mean even if they're like laughing or they're like it wasn't a big deal I'm like no that feels mean and I don't really like when people make fun of me there's certain things that I'm fine with people like poking fun at and certain people that I'm like I'm fine with doing it but overall, that is not really what brings me the most comfort. And like, it doesn't, I don't, like, I'm not that kind of person. I understand. And I feel like I would be very inclined or like prone or I, I don't know. I feel like that would happen to me in a group of women that I don't really know that somebody would say something and they would mean it genuinely like in a like, like if somebody says, ha ha, I'd be like, I hate you. I, like, because you look so beautiful. Like, I feel like. I feel like that could have the potential to personally, even if objectively uh, people who are watching it, like an audience are like, that was so harmless. I understand. And I feel like something like that situation would have the potential to hurt my feelings. I am not knocking Brianna for that. I just don't understand the impulse to go to Zach about it. Like, what is Zach going to do? I she talked to Christina and Christina said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Like, that's what I would want. I would want to go to the person and I'd, and I'd be like, I know you probably didn't mean it this way, but like this hurt my feelings. And if somebody reacted the way Christina did and was like, I'm so sorry. Like I had no idea. I, I don't even remember saying that, but like, I'm sorry that I hurt you. That would be more than enough for me. Like that would be so validating and comforting and nice. Like that was just a nice reaction. Anyways, I've gone on way too long about The Bachelor, but um, I am enjoying the season. I am stressed out about the drama that's going to happen next episode. I don't really know. I'm excited, but I'm kind of stressed out. But I love The Bachelor. I feel like if you haven't been watching for the last few seasons, and I'm not just saying this because selfishly I don't want The Bachelor to die, but I, I feel like if you haven't been watching a few seasons because it's felt too produced or there hasn't been enough love or any of like those reasons, um, I would recommend checking this season out because I feel like it's going to have, and we're only two episodes in, but I just, I, I have a gut feeling that it's going to have a good balance of drama early on, but then love later on. And I feel hopeful that this could be maybe a shift in the, you know, the way that the show's been being produced lately. And maybe, I don't know, I'm hopeful that this could be the time for like a change, like a, a turning point. Maybe it won't happen, but I'm hopeful. And I'm really hoping that they don't completely erase 
the the book how to win the bachelor from from the from that season because it's been reported that people have been caught reading the book and i feel like depending who read the book and whether she goes far or not they might completely disappear it from the plot of the season and i i really hope they don't for so many reasons and i was talking to my sister about this and this is the last thing i'll say before i move on because i've been talking about this for a very long time um but i could talk about the bachelor forever I, my dream scenario is, I feel like there are multiple scenarios in which, like, there are many different ways the addressing the book thing could could go. If it's somebody who doesn't get that far, they could, they'll bring it up and it'll be like, she's there for the wrong reasons type thing. And that will be the edit. I feel like that is the most likely scenario if she doesn't win. My dream scenario for how they would talk about the story, uh, talk about somebody reading How to Win the Bachelor, and I don't think this would ever happen because I just, I don't think The Bachelor is at this point, or I don't know if it would ever be at this point, but what I would want more than anything is for them to mention it, but not as a way to villainize the contestant who is reading it. Because I do think that there is a way to to talk about reading a book like that that can still be for the right reasons that can still be I genuinely like Zach and I'm like because I just think that something that drives me crazy about the way the show is talked about the way they talk about the whole the show on the show and the the Bachelor Nation podcast talk about the show is that it's always like so black and white. It's so you're either here to find love or you're here for fame and there's no in between. And I just think in this day and age, it can be both. Like you can go on the show because I honestly think it's more realistic and it's more human and interesting to go on the show being like it's it it's an interesting opportunity maybe I'll find love maybe I don't and then a genuine connection forms and you genuinely fall in love with the person because I think it's weirder to go on the show one of 30 women and be like that is my husband I am here to marry Zach 100% without any nuance of like this is a cool experience maybe I could gain a following like I just think and I remember this happened with Jed on Hannah Brown's season, which ended up just turning out horribly because he had a girlfriend and he only went on the show like for fame. But when he he brought it up at his group in his first one-on-one or his second one-on-one, and he was like, I came on the show because I thought it would be a good opportunity for my music, but I actually really like you. I liked when that happened and obviously it turned sour. So maybe Jed ruined it for everybody going forward. But I just feel like there is a way to talk about, I went on the show hoping that I would find somebody like I am looking for love, but more than anything, I was excited about the experience. I was excited about, like, I, I just feel like there is a way to, if I was a contestant, and they've already filmed this season, so this can't happen now. But if I was a contestant and I got caught reading How to Win the Bachelor, I would be like, yeah, I, I was reading How to Win the Bachelor because I am looking for my person and I've not had good experiences dating in the past and I'm very interested in Zach and I also know that this is a television show and they are creating storylines and they are creating characters and they're producing a television show and I wanted to come into this scenario that I've never been in in this situation that I've never been in as prepared as I could not just 
to come across well to an audience, but so I could carry myself well and I could give this a fair shot and see if I could genuinely find love and form a connection. I wanted to come into this prepared. It's unbelievably stressful and overwhelming to go into a situation you've never been in. And as somebody who is mentally ill and has an anxiety disorder, I like to plan ahead. It's actually a skill I've learned in dialectical behavioral therapy planning ahead. And I saw this book and I wanted to read it because it's not about winning. It's about being prepared. Like, I just feel like there's a way to talk about being prepared and going into the show prepared that doesn't come off for the wrong reasons because I just don't understand why it can't be both. And I just watch reality TV being like, there's nuance constantly. That's just, I'm always like, there's nuance, even though people don't watch reality TV for nuance. You know, they don't watch reality TV to view the people as people who are in a weird circumstance um, or situation or environment. They view it, not everybody, but some people view reality TV as like, this person sucks. This person is great. Black and white thinking. And I'm just not that kind of person. So that would be my dream is for them to address the book, but it to become a conversation starter and a turning point and how People like the contestants talk about the show and for the wrong reasons, for the right reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Because I feel like it's not like for the wrong reasons to go into it wanting to be prepared. I think to me, what would genuinely be for the wrong reasons is if you go on the show, you have no interest in the person, you have no interest in being a ser- in a serious relationship, or you go on to it. If you go into it not knowing and then you realize that you don't like the person, but you're still there holding on as long. Like, I don't know. I think that there there are instances where you're maybe there for the wrong reasons. But I, I just feel like it's not so black and white that if you go on the show hoping to, that maybe it'll like provide you some kind of platform to do something in the future or that it'll be a cool experience or like that inherently makes you that puts you out of the running. Or that makes any relationship you form with the bachelor not real. I just, I don't like that narrative and I don't like the way people talk about the show. And I would just like, that's why it would be my dream for like, if they, if they talk about the book for it to be in a way that opens up this conversation of like, there's nuance to this. Some people are just in it for the wrong reasons. They're here maliciously. They don't care at all about finding their person, but some people go into it wanting to be prepared, wanting or being aware that it's a television show and that they want to not come across in a negative light, not because necessarily they don't want to be a villain or they don't want people to hate them or like their reputation, but because it can genuinely ruin your life if you're a villain on a reality TV show. Like, I just think there's nuance to it. And that's why I would want them to address the book and address that kind of preparation and it, it to be a conversation about how that's not inherently a bad thing. But that I don't think will happen. If it does, if that happens... This will be the best Bachelor season ever. But anyways, now that I've been talking about The Bachelor for like 90% of this episode, the next thing I have on my list of things I want to talk about is a new reality show that I watched on Peacock. Shout out to my sister for getting a Peacock subscription so I could watch this. I know I said in my last episode that I don't have a Peacock subscription. I don't technically, but my sister does now. Um, She got it to watch the show, The Traders. 
And I really recommend it if you're into reality TV. I find it so fascinating to watch a reality TV show in its like infancy. Um, I've found that same like fascination and interest with like Love is Blind. Um, and even like Too Hot to Handle, I watched the first couple seasons and then honestly, it, it stopped being interesting to me. I think that there, like I, if there is a new reality show, I will check it out and then I won't necessarily stick around. Like I won't necessarily keep watching. But I just, if I see a new reality TV show, there's a good, a good chance I'll check it out. Um, and the traders has a mix of like regular people who have never been on reality TV and former reality TV contestants. And that really caught my eye because Ari, the former, former bachelor, Ari Lyondike was on it. And so was Rachel Riley from big brother and Cody Calafiore from big brother and some people from survivor, some people from the real housewives. Um, it was a good mix of people. And then also people again, who have never been on reality TV and it's a really fun show. It's basically like, it feels like a, a game of mafia where there are like three people are picked out of the group to be traitors. And every night they have to murder somebody. And then at the, and then there's like a table where they banish somebody who they think might be a traitor. And it feels very much like a game of mafia. And then they have competitions during the day that help them raise money for the prize pot because you're trying to build money. It's kind of similar to the mole in that way, um, the mole on Netflix, in which you're building money for a prize pot. Like there's not money already there up for grabs. You have to earn money um, with competitions and they do that during the day and everything. But it's a really interesting show. I'm almost done with it. I'm on episode nine, but I love it so far. I really do recommend it, especially if you have Peacock. Um, I don't know if I recommend buying, like getting a subscription just to get it because I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. But if you know any of the people, like the the contestants from any of the other shows, I think it's like especially fun to watch them. I really enjoyed watching Cody California. Fiore, sorry if I I'm, pronounced his name incorrectly. He wasn't my favorite contestant on Big Brother. Like, I'm not a particularly big fan of him, but it was really interesting watching him play a different game. And I felt the same about Rachel Riley. And it was so fun for me to watch Ari compete in like a... It's a very different show than, than The Bachelor, especially because I never watched him as a contestant on The Bachelorette. I only ever watched his Bachelor season. Um, so it's, it's just a whole different ball game, like being a lead in a reality, like in a dating show than being like a, a competitor. And I, I really liked it. I, he was very endearing to me. Like I, I like, like I liked him on the show. I don't have a ton of intelligent things to say. There's in the second episode that a few of the people have to get buried, like they get buried alive. They're like in a coffin underground and the other people on their team have to find them to get money. It, like each person you dig up from their grave is like a certain amount of money. And I remember I was watching it and I was like, honestly, I don't think I would hate this because I think what's scary about being buried alive, at least for me, would be the idea or the fear of like you could die down there, you know, like being buried alive would be scary because of the potential of dying. I'm not claustrophobic, so I, I don't think the, the like space would be scary, but like there's a camera down there and you have a walkie talkie and you have the ability to like 
leave. You know, you could be like, I'm, I'm, I need to get out of here. Like you have the agency to leave. And it was only like 45 minutes for them to find you. So I feel like I would just chill down there, you know, like I think it'd be fine. I wouldn't have hated that. There was a lot of like running across countrysides that I do not think I could handle. Like I would have just preferred to be buried alive, but it's, it's a really fun show. I do recommend it. And again, I just think it's so interesting to watch a show in its infancy. Like this is the first season. And I think especially because it's the first season, it'll be interesting to see another season because people will have more of an idea of what a traitor acts like because they at the beginning would kind of be like, this person is like very vocal. Like maybe they're a traitor. When the traitors who are playing the game well are kind of flying under the radar, like they're being undetected. And I think that would be interesting to see what the format of the game would be like after one season has already happened and people kind of know what some traders act like because a lot of the people they guess to be traders or like for example they're like oh this person isn't contributing to the competition but it's like the trader wants to get as much money as possible because if there's a tra- if there are traders at the end of the game they get all of the money like the traders want as much money in the prize pot as possible but it's, it's just really interesting and i do recommend it um I would hate to get murdered on that show. But anyways, I feel like I'd rather be murdered than like banished. Because like if you get murdered, that's just like the traitors didn't like you. If you get banished, that means that a lot of people suspect you. Even if you're faithful, that'd be depressing. Anyways, I really do recommend I recommend it. Um, How I Met Your Father is back. I mentioned that a few episodes ago. I really liked the second episode. I don't have anything intelligent to say about it. I like the plot. I like the plot of Sophie struggling to be alive. Like she's lying. I like that Megan Trainer was in it. I I love Sophie being a photographer. It just it makes me very happy. I find it more interesting and relatable than Ted being a art an architect from How I Met Your Mother. So I really, I really like it. I, I'm very, not confused, but I'm like torn on the Sophie, Jesse thing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen between them. If they're going to be a slow burn, if they're good. Like, I have no idea, no predictions. I'm just constantly confused because he's going on tour with Meredith, Meredith, but it's like for a month, um, which I originally... It was really interesting because in the episode, his sister is like, I've moved to New York and you're leaving me. And then she finds out it's a month and she's like, wow, you probably thought I was being so dramatic. And I also have to say that I was confused because I was like, he's going on tour like that. How long is that going to be? And when we found out that Sid overheard Meredith, there's there's a part in episode two where Sid is telling a story about why he doesn't like Meredith. And he like lies about how he came home and she was eating a taco of his and that's what or a burrito of his. And that's what really upset him. But really, we find out that it's because she was eating the burrito, but she was also talking on the phone about how she pretended to be sick to skip Jesse's like recital thing. And that really broke my heart. That really broke my heart. I don't know. It made me so sad to hear Meredith. I don't know. And it also makes me wonder, like, what is her end goal? Like, is she just using Jesse? Maybe I need to rewatch season one, but I don't remember how them like reconciling took place because it's like 
I don't think she doesn't love Jesse or she doesn't see him as her forever person. It made me really sad because I don't understand Meredith's end goal. She clearly doesn't want to be with Jesse long term. She turned down his proposal. So it's like he is so much more invested. I just I don't understand why I, I it just it feels mean of on her part to be toying with him like that. It makes me sad for Jesse and it makes me sad for Sophie and Jesse because I don't know, there's that scene that Robin Trubotsky <laughs> says to her, what did he do wrong except say everything you've ever wanted a guy to say, but just faster than you expected. And like, do I think like the thing is, Jesse said that he loved her or whatever in his dream. And then like they had a whole conversation about it, but it's like, it just makes me sad, but we'll see what happens between them. I love Leighton Meester, so I do enjoy Meredith's character for that reason alone. But I also have on my list to talk about the movie You People on Netflix. But the thing is, I don't feel like I particularly have intelligent commentary on it because it talks about two experiences that I have no... I have no personal experience with either lived experience that is talked about in the movie. Um, it's about a black woman and a Jewish man who like are in a relationship and their parents have conflict, like their families have conflict. And it's about that. And I've seen a lot of TikToks of like people giving their thoughts on it. I just personally don't know if I could say anything intelligent about it because I don't know how accurate it is to either lived experience. And I feel like that's such an important lens to talk about it through because I enjoyed it. It was a fun, funny movie. Um, like I enjoyed it as a viewer who, who does not have lived experience with either, like that doesn't relate to either party, <laughs> but I don't really know. I'm sure that you can find more intelligent, um, commentary on it I enjoyed it I would recommend it I feel like it's a it's a very interesting watch it made me curious and made me wonder things I've really enjoyed hearing people's perspectives who relate to the movie or just you know resonate with the character like I, I've, I've found that very interesting because and this is where I will end this podcast I love watching media and hearing other people's perspectives on it. It's the whole reason that I decided to pivot this podcast into talking about TV and movies because I love watching and consuming media and hearing other people's thoughts about it and having my own thoughts about it and having like a discourse around things. And that is something I've really appreciated about that movie is seeing a lot of people's commentary on it about whether they agreed with certain of the characters or the portrayals. And I really appreciate the way movies like that can open up like dialogue. Ben has like, it, it's like a starting off point for people to necessarily like, then talk about certain experiences they've had or like their perspective on certain things. And I, I like that about the movie. Um, I liked the act, like I enjoyed the movie, but I've enjoyed people's commentary on it more. So I don't know. That's what I love about media, whether it's the movie You People or like How I Met Your Father or even The Bachelor, which I spent most of this episode talking about. I 
love hearing other people's perspectives. And I hope you enjoy hearing mine. If you do, please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review, share this with a friend, all of that good stuff. Thank you so much for tuning into the Emmy Awards. I have been forgetting to give an Emmy Award at the end of every episode. I need to come with Emmy Awards written down ahead of time because I try to think of them on the spot and I have nothing to say. So there will not be an Emmy Award for this. Maybe I don't even need to do that anymore. I started that when this was like a general podcast and the Emmy Awards was just a play on my name. But now that it's like a nod to me talking about TV, maybe I don't even need to. I don't know. I'll... I'll brainstorm and come back to you guys next week but please do all of that good stuff that helps podcasts that you enjoy yada 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 um thank you so much more than anything more than any request for you to like follow me wherever you listen to podcasts or rate and review or any of that more than anything i do really just want to end this episode saying thank you to anybody who listens, whether you know me in real life or you don't, it means so much to me. I love this. I love this podcast. I love doing this. I love editing it. And I love sharing my thoughts with you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week and you will hear from me next Friday.